I have a problem with resting bitch face. If you have resting bitch face and you know it, it's your problem and it's a hindrance to your life because it makes everyone who interacts with you question whether you really want to interact with them. Huh. And it's it's I've I've talked about this. It's not actually a good thing. People brag about it. You hear girls go, "Well, I just have resting bitch face." Yeah. And it's like, "Okay, it's going to cost you a lot." Huh. It's going to cost you relationships, it's going to cost you business, it's yeah. going to cost you all sorts of interactions with people. It's going to cost you financially. It's going to fucking cost you. It's not a good thing. Learn to be nice to people. Smile at people. Say hi. If you have resting bitch face, it's a fucking problem. There. How's my rant? It was good. It was good. Yeah. Stop it. People don't want to talk to you. So what are we? One Episode 151? Yes, sir. Of It's Just Bodybuilding? Scott McNally and myself, Big Ron Partlow. Dusty Hanshaw is, is he laying on a beach? He's laying on a beach, isn't he? Yeah, I, I have a feeling right now at this moment. Though he does have his phone yeah. on him. We know that because he texted us back. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe if we need, we could try to do a phone a friend. But People loved that phone a friend. when we. Yeah, and you phone, had like, the perfect yeah. answer, too. You, like, you had thought about that for years. You, you know why they liked it? Well, because I answered. It's real lame if you try it and a guy doesn't answer. Then you just look like a fool. That's true. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Dusty's got something. Maybe he's doing something better than answering yeah. my call. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like laying on a beach, you know, mm-hmm. drinking a margarita and iPhone. He's going to be like, eh. Fuck those guys. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck those guys. And then we look like fools, right? That's true. That could happen. So it's a risk, but yeah. we do have editing. So there is that. I know, I know. I just it's still, you know, it just it would it would just eat me alive. Yeah, we would rings, we like, would rings like ten times and goes to voicemail. <laughs> you know, we would know even if we edited it out. You know, yes, yes, yes. I want to uh, I want to start off. Um, I want to send a shout out to Canadian Beef Podcast mm. with Robin Strand and Morgan McDonald. Oh, nice. I was on their show last week, and cool. it was a lot of fun. I like those guys. They're both great guys, and I just wanted to say uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, even got to talk about music a little bit. You know how I like when people nice. bring that up. So they, they definitely knew how to how to you know have some fun, and it was a good time. So we yeah, actually got you guys. A, somebody messaged us. Uh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. Uh, Chris had said to us, uh, get Big Morgan on the show, guys. They want to see Morgan here. Oh, yeah. So okay. Maybe we'll make that work out at some point, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I can probably, you know, talk him into stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. So, yeah, we got a bunch of YouTube questions. I know that you said we had more YouTube than you thought we could even get to. What yeah. do you think happened? It just exploded? It was, it was that Dusty asked. Dusty did this, like, real... Just real dusty thing. It was like a real matter of fact kind of just. And hey, if you con- he said something like, "And hey, if you comment with questions, we'll answer them on a podcast just like this one." And the way he said it, right. I think that everybody was just like, "You know what? I want my question on a podcast just like this one." He's it was a psychological dusty. manipulator. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I, what I mean, it was. I've seen it. You've, you've experienced. You've lived it. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's talked me into many things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I, as I've gotten older and more mature, I've been able to talk him out of yeah. certain things. 
So that's yeah. also helped. That's what makes you okay. a good friend too, you know? Trying, trying, you know? Yeah. Okay, let's get a YouTube question. All right, so like like you had mentioned, we have a ton of them. I wanted to start with this one. I, I pulled this one out of the group because I thought it, it'd be a good question for really both you and Dusty. But uh, maybe we can ask Dusty at another point. But the question was, uh, for the next episode, what qualifies someone to be a bodybuilder versus just a guy who lifts weights? To be a bodybuilder, do you have to step on stage and compete or does living the lifestyle count just the same? To me, if you go to the gym and casually lift a couple times a week, you're not a bodybuilder. But if you dedicate yourself to the diet and training hard uh, with the results you're after, you can call yourself a bodybuilder even if you're not uh, stage worthy. What are your thoughts? This is uh, this is an age-old question. You know, at what point do you get to be a bodybuilder? Yeah. Right? You get to be called a bodybuilder, call yourself a bodybuilder. So, you know, there's there's different ways to look at it. I mean, I could get all, I could go pretty deep on this one. You know, should you be pigeonholing yourself as one thing? Hmm. You know, is that something that you want to do? Do you just want to be a bodybuilder? Is that all you want to say you are? You know, or is bodybuilding something you do and something that's a part of you? And uh, and trust me, I've been through that full spectrum. <laughs> I mean, I lived those I lived those years where that what I was. I was on the bodybuilder. That was the only thing I identified as, right? Yeah. But um, I'm not sure that's necessarily the healthiest or the best way to approach anything. You know, um, you, you know, trying to be, you know, trying to take the labels off. Everyone wants to categorize themselves nowadays. Like, how many groups am I a part of? Yeah, you know, and I sort of like I'm sort of feeling like maybe I have some rejection of that and I don't really want to I just want to be free to not be like, you know, forced to always be Ron the bodybuilder, you know, and I'm seeing that now as I get older. I but but um, but it, but I always like to look at bodybuilding as an activity that you do like recreational bodybuilders make up what 90 percent of the market. Yeah, I'd have to think who consume bodybuilding content and bodybuilding related supplements and go to bodybuilding expos and like bodybuilding and know who Brandon Curry is. Yeah. And you know, like of all the people that, that do that, I mean, most of them don't compete, you know? Sure. And, and I was just thought bodybuilding was an activity. Like you could be, you know, a lot of things and also into bodybuilding and you like to do some bodybuilding, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like that term is restricted or yeah, it's like only reserved for real bodybuilders. Yeah. I, I like that lots of people, I like it when lots of people call themselves bodybuilders. It's positive. You know, there's lots of people who work out and they're fit and they watch what they eat and they're trying to put on some muscle and they want a little bit bigger arms and they're training yeah. their calves because they want their calves bigger. But they don't want to be called bodybuilders. Sure. And that's our fault. Hmm. Right? That's yeah. bodybuilders' fault. They should want to call themselves bodybuilders. It should be a positive thing. They should be like, yeah, I'm, you know, Joe, the physical therapist, and I like to snowboard on weekends, and I love to work out, and I love having my abs, and I want to get my squat up, and I want to get bigger arms. Yeah. He should be able to also, he should be comfortable saying, yeah, I like to bodybuild. Yeah. But some a lot of those people don't want to say it, and that's that's um you know that's because of the negative connotations. They're bodybuilding. They've got a tub of whey isolate in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, they've got a fucking dishwasher full of shaker cups. 
You know what, too, you though? Know? I feel like it, it also, let's say, let's say this guy who's, you know, the, the physical therapist or whatever decides he, he calls himself a bodybuilder. I feel like other people might look at him. Let's say he's 175 pounds and he's not a big guy. Yes, he is building his body. Yes, he is a bodybuilder. But yeah. I also feel like there could be a level of judgment, too. Like, eh, you're not that big. Like, I could see that right. happening to him. You know what I mean? You don't look yeah. like a bodybuilder to me. <laughs> yeah. As most people's misconceptions is that bodybuilders are huge. Yeah. But yeah. it's just the huge ones that are huge, you know? But there's, I don't know. I, I like I like the idea of recreation. I, I, I always use the term recreational bodybuilder. Like, I, I have so many of my friends who are recreational bodybuilders. Yeah. You know, they go to the gym four times a week. They've got their whey protein. They take their they take some meals to work. If they miss a workout because their kids got hockey, they miss a workout, whatever. But they're going to get in there next week. And, you know, they're recreational bodybuilders. They're doing almost everything we do, you know? Sure. A lot of them are even, you know, TRT in and buying a bottle of DECA here and there. So they're <laughs> yeah. totally bodybuilding, you know? Um, but just because they're not going to compete doesn't mean they're they're not bodybuilding. Yeah, That's I, even, how I look at it. I even like with my bikini clients, I reference them as bodybuilders. You know, what yeah, they're bodybuilding. Yeah, what we are doing is bodybuilding. It might look different for them than say for you yeah. or me, but it you know that still is bodybuilding. I'm with you like a hundred percent on that. I don't feel like it should be like this elitist thing where like you have to compete before you can call yourself you know a body before you yeah, know what yeah, it yeah. even means. You know, something like that. I, I always. I always said competitive bodybuilder when I wanted to be clear. Yeah. About what I meant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I would say, oh, yeah, you know, you know, most, you know, my, my best training partners weren't all competitive bodybuilders. Some of them were recreational bodybuilders, you know, like I'll say stuff like that yeah. to kind of differentiate. It's funny. I, uh, I met, what, what's his name? Oh, gosh. Uh, Zach Khan. I met him when I was oh, in the, yeah. when I was in England. He's still a big dude. Like he's still training. Oh, yo, he's he's big for life, man. Yeah, and his legs are he's his legs are back. Like he's able to squat oh, again yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah. And his training partner, he was like, yeah, I don't train with bodybuilders. He was like, I train with this guy. I forget the guy's name. He's a really nice guy though. And I turn and look at him, and he's literally the size of Zach. He was like, oh yeah. He's like, no, I'm not a bodybuilder. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I don't compete. The dude was the size of a house. He had to be like 260, something like that. You know, he's keeping up right, with Zach right. Khan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Well, you know, maybe he just wants to make sure that people understand he doesn't do what Zach does, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. All right, let's see what else I've got here. Oh, we had this one. I think a lot of people run into this. He says, I'm a former fat ass. Making the transition from strongman to men's physique. How worried should I be about loose skin on stage? My plan is to come in uh, with top tier conditioning in hopes that the judges will look past it. I'm completely new to this style of training, nutrition, competing. So I'll be asking a lot of questions. So we'll okay. see you soon, I'm sure, Justin. Well, yeah, thanks, Justin. Uh, we love the questions. Keep them coming. Um it just depends on what the situation is. Like how much loose skin are you talking? Are you talking like some wrinkles on your abs and your lower back? Because I've seen guys like, you know, 
win masters titles and all sorts of shit and look fantastic and blow people away in the back double. And so, you know, and you, you know, maybe they're, you know, 55 with some loose skin or, or maybe it's a guy who lost a hundred pounds, but he's really only got a bit of loose skin around his midsection and his legs are actually pretty tight. And like, you know, I've seen all sorts of different physiques and bodies, thousands and thousands of bodies. So it's really hard to say. And then other people like, I mean, there's just nothing they can do. They've lost so much weight that, there's really no way they're ever going to, you know, get the look they're after. And um, so, I mean, it just depends on the situation. I guess you have to be honest with yourself. And, you know, the one thing is that when dealing with this sort of stuff and trying to gauge where you are on that spectrum, I think it's important to realize that, like, sometimes something's just not going to be possible because of the situation you've already been through right true so i know we like you know (laughs) we all live by like the you know never put limits on yourself anything's possible so i mean you can get in the best shape you could ever dream of getting in and you can get on stage and compete yeah that is always it that's always up to you but whether or not that is going to be competitive or not i mean you have to just be realistic with yourself you know so i mean some people do competitions now specifically just to celebrate their transformation true i mean that happens a lot now so i mean and i've also seen people like under certain circumstances be like the most inspirational person in the whole show Hmm. and people are talking about them because of how like amazingly they transformed and how well it turned out and all that stuff like you know i've seen people blow people away with what they've managed to do so you just never know you never know till you do it, but you know, it just depends on where you're at on that spectrum. Yeah. And I, I think too, I, cause I think we, you know, as coaches, we've probably both dealt with this a bunch of times with people. I'm sure you have, and you know, you, you, you don't know how it's going to shake out, but there's a chance like to give them hope too. You know, it may yeah. tighten up, you know, it, it might. Yeah. I've seen I, like that's crazy. Never give up hope. Yeah, I've seen crazy amounts of skin tighten up. Like guys, once you get the fat out and that skin doesn't have it doesn't have that pressure on it anymore, that more yeah. time, more time, like even after that's gone, it might still tighten up some. So there's that time I, no, go is a key. Yeah. T- t- time's a key. Like if someone's worried about loose skin, they shouldn't be dieting for a show. They should be lifestyle dieting already. never bulking like already always trying to get body fat off of them you know what i mean like um it's not like you can just do a four-month diet like everybody else um i mean you gotta like diet and then stay lighter for like a year yeah and your skin will tighten up over time and then you can prep next year and you'll have a completely different look yeah but you know if the mentality of like off season has to be non-existent if you're formerly obese and you've got loose skin, there is no off season. You're permanently going to be like really eating to be lean and change your body like in that in that respect. And you got to do lean gainer off seasons and, you know, really keep it tight. You know, yeah. just a different reality. And I think, too, the other like I could say a lot, but I'll just add two little things. One, I think it's easy to just focus on that. And then be like, oh, well, I'll never be able to fix this, you know, this loose skin. Right. But not thinking about, well, all the other stuff that you can do. Like, I can still have incredible abs. Like you said, your legs could still look shredded. So 
Yeah. There's that. And then the other thing is, too, I've actually seen people that have been able to tape it, like to pull skin and <laughs> tape it under their trunks to be able to hide some small you know, imperfections. I, I helped a guy once who had a, a very serious loose skin problem around the glutes and abs. Okay. And um, he was a very hard worker. And he yeah. was very adamant that he wanted to do the show. And he was very, very confident. And as I was dieting him, he was getting a lot leaner. And he had a lot of muscle. Like he had the yoke. Like he was a yoked bodybuilder. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had big legs, you know, big traps. He's a big guy. He's a heavyweight, I think. And, and he told me, don't worry about the loose skin. I'm going to tape it. Okay. And I'm like okay like i'm not an expert in that at all like i've yeah. never taped anybody's loose skin he's like no no don't worry i know what i'm doing i'm I'll, I'll i'll take care of it okay and i was like okay so anyways i dieted him down as like he literally had striated glutes and like he was in great shape i was blown away with how lean and muscular he got but he had a ton of loose skin and it looked really bad and then i just you know he just said don't worry about it and he showed up the next day yeah. And I couldn't fucking believe how good he looked with his posing <laughs> trunks on. Like the mat, he did magic. Yeah. He did magic with tape. That's bad. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know how he pulled it off. Yeah. I, can't even, I wish I had more photos. I, I can't, you know, just to show you, but it was one of the craziest things I ever saw. And he wound up like placing really well. Yeah. And it was like a level one show, but he wound up doing really good. And I just remember being like, you look fucking good on stage. Like I couldn't even believe it. That's crazy, man. You know? That's cool. Yeah. I guess I didn't know this uh, for a long time. I guess that because they'll do the surgery where they cut loose skin off for people that were exceptionally fat. I guess that's. I think he'd already had some of that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's a high risk surgery because your skin being an organ and there's so much of it that's being cut, like the, you know, the the incisions or whatever are going to be huge. And the more wounds you have, the more likely there is to get infections. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, okay, here's a funny, fun one. I think it was. Uh, question for the next show: If you had to eliminate one of the following foods for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life, otherwise your face would turn into an anus. <laughs> I had to pause there for a minute, make sure I was reading that okay. right. Would you eliminate pizza, burgers? Or tacos, Ron? Oh, tacos. I have no use for tacos. I what? don't care about tacos. What? Yeah. Is that don't a Canadian care. thing? I don't know. No use. Whatever. I predict that you guys yeah. just don't make them good in Canada. That's not a very Canadian food. Maybe you feel different hey, if got, you lived in we, like Arizona or something. We got Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> We have, we have like, you know, we have all the same like Mexican joints. Like we got Chipotle and we got like, you know, all those, all those same places where you go and get the bowls and all that. But yeah, I never order tacos. All right. I just have no use for them. Never liked them. That was an easy answer. We have so many. I don't, I don't like really, I don't like, it's like the messiest food. Yeah, it is. Like, I just, I don't have the patience for messy food. Like I'll eat pizza and burgers are different story there you know i eat my pizza with a knife and fork too by the way so do you really guy yeah i think unless it depends it's on like the pizza full, unless 
unless it's like foldable, like it's if it's pretty foldable and, yeah. you know, like you're in a situation where you're at like a fucking event and you got a paper plate, I can eat it. I can yeah. eat it. Like I'm not a fucking, but if I'm at home and I got the choice, I like perfect cuts because I like to make sure there's equal amount of meat on every slice. <laughs> you know how yeah, yeah. I like to manage. Um, the the my knife and fork are more for pizza management. Yeah, I can see that management. I can yeah. see that. We're yeah. learning stuff about Ron, guys. We're learning. Stuff and then about you know, Ron. if you get like you get like a piece of crust that really has no sauce at all on it. Yeah, you can kind of like move it and dip it in the other pizza. I never thought about that. I just take a bigger bite. Like, well, there is sauce right. over there, so. Yeah. See, I like things to go exactly my way, and when you bite into <laughs> pizza, sometimes it drags topping off. Oh yeah, and now I'm like, well, now that next bite is missing topping. There's been a management issue here, <laughs> so I like to use a knife and fork because, like, I'm making the decision and it's final. Yeah. That made the cut. Yeah, right? Ron's Pizza Management 101, right here. There you go. All right, um, we had one about uh, cardio, so I asked a follow up to Kevin. He says, uh, um. Do you guys have a baseline cardio recommendation for people who, besides bodybuilding training, are otherwise very sedentary? I asked him what his current goals were, and he said, I'm asking just for lifestyle and health purposes. If you guys have anything, uh, everybody everybody should be doing at least some cardio. I think lifestyle and health, if that's, I, I mean, I would do like 15 minutes of intervals three times a week, get on the bike, get on the treadmill if you want, but I'd probably use the bike or whatever. You could walk hills on the treadmill and just go like, you know, real easy for 90 seconds and then real hard for 30 seconds and then real easy for 90 seconds and real hard for 30 seconds and just do like, do that for 15 minutes because those little intervals are really great for metabolic thing. I mean, we know all about interval training and spiking your heart rate and you know, post-exercise calorie burn and, you know, plus if you're trying to get like, you know, the whole like 30 minutes at 110 beats per minute, yeah, um, that's going to improve your ability to like walk around the mall all day and not get tired, right? <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't improve your recovery after a sprint, hmm. right? You know, wh- which is like the real type of cardio, like, you know, like if you want to go play with your kids and you want to go like do stuff and you want better cardio, then that's what you want to do. You want to do some kind of interval training because the whole like recovery afterwards is 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 um, the be- part of the huge benefit. Yeah, I was going to say you know? the same thing. I was going to say intervals yeah. over slow steady state for heart. Yeah, you know, intervals and cardio I, heart health overall. Yeah, cardio heart health. And as far as like how much uh, that would be like. Like I just said three times a week, 15 minutes, but it could be twice a week or fucking once a week would even be a benefit if you're also training like hard, you know? Yeah. So it depends on what he's also doing. But yeah, I would just say intervals. And then you don't have to spend as much as much time doing the the bike, you know? Yeah. What uh, what do you do for cardio? Because you stay so lean now. Yeah, I haven't been doing any gym cardio. Okay. Occasionally I'll get on, well, I get on the bike and warm up my legs on leg day. I'll do like 10 minutes on the bike, but that's just to warm up. Yeah. Um, I haven't been doing any in the gym cardio. I was getting on the uh, Rogue Echo bike once a week and doing a few sprints. Um, But I haven't done that in a long time. But I've been riding my bike a lot because it's not raining much here now. It's summertime. 
Nice. So I got in like six hours of riding last week. Okay. And, and, you know, let's say I go ride for 90 minutes. I'll drink easy liter of water. And that's like, and I'll guzzle like a bunch of fluid before I drink. And then I'll drink a whole liter of water while I'm riding and I'll be completely drenched. Okay. I bet. Soaking drenched. And when I get home, I'm like fucked. Like I lay on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) Like my core muscles hurt. Yeah. That's like a full body thing you're doing. Yeah. And like, you know, and I'll have to like lay there and stretch my leg out because the inside of my hip feels like like tight you know like it's 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 hard i'm like working hard there's a lot of isometric contraction because you're trying to hold position yeah you know a lot of core so it's it's exercise like it's like a major and i'll be starving too starving when i get back it's like you just did two hours on a treadmill and an incline walk basically right but that's even how it more is you know i can only imagine what that oh by the way we got a kind of related to that here was a comment that i wanted to make sure i brought up so now is a good time uh, does Ron know that the greatest, coolest guitarist of all times, sl- slash obviously, used to ride uh, BMX before picking up the guitar? There's some cool footage of him uh, on a BMX backstage in the 92 Use Your Illusion tour. Yeah, um, I did know that. Um, that's funny that he, he he remembers that same footage because I saw that video as well. They did like a VHS like tour movie that they released back in like the the day and there's uh footage of slash like ripping around the bus on a bmx you know and um cruising around backstage and i think he even like comes off some there's like a two stair drop i think even like rides off the stairs you know yeah so um he's not doing like flatland tricks or anything but he's ripping around on a bmx and um i know i watched the uh there's a slash documentary that talks about him growing up in la okay and they like rode around on BMX bikes as kids. They like lived their life on BMXs. He was one of those kids, like I him and all his that. friends li- lived on BMX bikes and they like, you know, rode around the neighborhood on bikes and they were like, you know, that was how, how they grew up. So he's got a BMX uh, attachment for sure. Would, would you, uh, would you, what would, let me ask you this. What would you say was their best record, Guns N' Roses? appetite for destruction is still like um yeah one it's so it's it's one of the greatest guitar albums of all time i would even say maybe top 10 huh and it's maybe my favorite record of the 80s behind back in black which is 1980 it's a very uh, 80s appetite was 87 yeah yeah but it's the sound still holds up. It doesn't like you put it on now and it sounds fresh. Yeah. Like it's, it, the, it, it's really well recorded and engineered and the songs are so strong. Like every song on the album is strong. It is. And that's like, those albums are rare. People, people do, those albums don't get made anymore because there's no limit now. I've talked about this before, but the, the CD brought in like, you know, you could put what ninety minutes of music on a CD. Is that right? what it is? Originally, I can't, remind, I can't remember of, anymore. Yeah, well, I'm not about talking right. about MP. Yeah, but where so <clears throat> that opened things up and albums got longer, and then you had more, more garbage tracks. But yeah. back before the CD, you had 43 minutes of of vinyl, so your album had to fit on 43 minutes. Huh. 
or else you had to do a double record. Yeah. Right. The only way. So if you're cutting an album, you got 43. I can't remember how many seconds. It's like 43 something fit on vinyl. Okay. And uh, so you got to pick like 10 tight songs and bands, you know, bands like Guns N' Roses, they go into the studio with like 25 songs, you know, and they got to fucking whittle it down to 10. So like you get these shit hot albums that are just front to back. Every single song is just super strong. And it's they're yeah. at their peak and they're hungry and they're not rich yet and you know, <laughs> Axel isn't Axel isn't obsessed with making sure there's a piano somewhere on the album. It's just a straight ahead like L.A. Um, you know L.A. hard rock and with and there's also like a lot of punk in that era of Guns N' Roses because they were like playing like with punk bands too. I didn't know so that, but I could like, see it. Yeah, there's like a real punk element to them, you know. Yeah. Like the bass player Duff McKagan, he's like a punk rocker essentially. Because huh. when he tells a story about when he joined the band, he like showed up to meet them. Yeah. And he's like, you know, oh, I'm, they're like, oh, you're like a punk, right? You know? So it's kind of funny, you know, huh. how he was dressed and stuff at the time. So yeah, that's a great record. Yeah, when I think about that record, I do that, like to me, that encompasses what the 80s maybe it's just me because you know my attachments to it but that's like i think about that late 80s era like yeah. it, nothing else i can think of really connects that same way for me mm -hmm. yep all yeah. right good Let's question got here um here it is let's see Ooh, this is the one for me and ron Ron can talk about this too. I was thinking about getting a new subcompact. Uh, Scott, any recommendations on something uh, ambidextrous because I'm left-handed? Before we get into that, Ron, you got something to tell us. That's funny. When I, when I initially, when it, when he initially said he was looking for a subcompact, I was thinking like, well, like how big is a Ford Fiesta? Maybe he wants like a, maybe he, <laughs> maybe he, I keep you know what I mean? Headphones out. Oh, uh, did you say, were you going to say car? Yeah. Yeah. That's I thought what he I was like looking for a Ford Fiesta or something <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Was like, subcompact. Yeah. Gas is getting pretty expensive, yeah. you know? It's yeah. looking for a subcompact. And I drive a mini. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, get a mini. <laughs> so I got my Glock. Yes. It showed, I got it. It's, you know, it's in how my do, possession. How do you feel about that? I feel good. I feel yeah. like I've done a civic duty. Yeah. Yeah. To get licensed and have my firearm. You're like a I'm step just... away from being American. Yeah, no, I'm pretty proud. I'm, you know, def defending my home. It's cool. You guys will have to get out there and shoot it now and uh yeah, see what I that's gotta, all I got to hit the range. I'm looking forward to sending some rounds. Yeah. So, Send some rounds. Did I get that right? You did. That was good. Yeah, yeah. You sounded like I'm you've sent rounds before. <laughs> I'm going to go send some rounds later. Yeah. I even bought iPro and EarPro. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I just did you get, give me something basic. I just need basic iPro and EarPro, you know? Did you get electric uh, EarPro? I hope. No. No. Oh, no. it's not that much more money. You can upgrade. Here's... Here's what you can do, and this is what somebody, uh, a friend of mine, Peter, had told me. He said, now you have an excuse. Those can be, uh, eventually, the current headset will be your backups for when Emily goes with you, and then you can right. upgrade and get the electric ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally, yeah. No. They're nice, because you can still hear. I just wanted something. I just, 
Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get out there and yeah. send some rounds. It'll be so good. I'm hoping to go. I might even be able to go this week. Nice. You know, I might even be able to go this week. Nice. You know, there's this one, one of my clients has, uh, you know, quite a few firearms. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he, he even said, we'll I have to go shoot. And I was like, okay, well, at least I got someone who can, you know, take me and be my first time going like with my own gun, you know, like, yeah. Walking in with my fucking clock box. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll make sure and tell you all about it. I know you're excited. Yeah, I am, man. Um, I would say to answer his question, there are a lot of really good options. They have these. Uh, I've heard the term Wonder Nine. There are a lot of good Wonder Nines out there today. In fact, uh, mine's upstairs right now. Um, Glock 43X. I'm not sure if it's ambidextrous. I believe it is. Um, but that's, that's a good one because it, nowadays it used to be that like all the nine millimeters, you'd get like six plus one and it wasn't really a good gun. Now this thing holds 15 rounds with an aftermarket magazine or, um, I know the SIG 365 XL that seems that would probably be my choice. I don't know. So, so what constitutes a subcompact? How short does it have to be? It's, it's, is um, it length is, is it it's about both. length? It's both. It's the length. And it's the width. So with like the handle, it's a single stack handle uh, in, in the Glock 43X. So it's much more narrow and the handle doesn't stick out that far. So it's easier to a lot easier to carry. Um, so just so people understand, an, a normal magazine like the one I have, the bullets would be in the magazine like this. Yes. So there's a little more. So the handle's thicker. Yep. And there's more bullets in the magazine. But if you want a skinnier handle, you have to stack the bullets like this. Yes. So you get fewer. Correct? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But uh, because so the, the, the Glock magazines are polymer, it's a thicker wall. A company uh, called Shield Arms came out with a, uh, a metal magazine. And because those walls are thinner, they were able to double stack in that same okay. pistol. So now you can put... 15 plus one in that Glock 43X. But I'm I'm thinking, would would you ever recommend, would you ever recommend like a a small revolver? Is that ever an option? If someone's like, like, what's he looking for? Is it for protection? Like in, in what situation is a revolver like a cool choice? They're good for pocket carry. Because you, you, right. you know, they, that would be easier for pocket carry. But I honestly, because I, when I first got back into guns, that was my thought. I was like, I'm going to get a revolver. It's simple. It's dependable. But with the quality of automatics that they have nowadays, I, I would say that they're very slow. The revolver would be very slow and it's going to be very limited. You might get five rounds in it. And and it sounds yeah. like a lot. You know, our president here in the U.S. says you only need one. But, you know, you better be a really good shot with that one round. Uh, and you better yeah. hope it's just one guy that's coming at you, that you need one around right. and, and, and that that first one works. So, yeah, I would say I'd say automatic is good. But, yeah, SIG, that SIG 365XL or that Glock 43X, I think they're both ambi. So I'd check those out. I'm yeah. excited for you to get out there, though, Ron. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have some fun. All right. How about this one? Back to bodybuilding. Um, broomsticks, uh, the twists with the broomsticks, will that give you a bigger waist, as Chris Aceto said, on RX muscle? 
that Serge Nubray would do thousands and none of his none for his tiny waist great show mass from so I guess his name is mass from the UK there we go but yeah, okay. you get the point on the rest of it yeah yeah so um no broomstick twists aren't going to make your waist big people are are super worried about making their waist big and um I mean some of the craziest deadlifters I know have small waists and some of the heaviest squatters I know have small waists and I mean does Chris Bumstead blow his waist out yeah no you know, all these like bikini girls and figure girls are all squatting and deadlifting, um, you know, so uh, I'm not, I don't really, that's not really a concern. I think if you're trying to not to blow your waist out, there's technique things that you have to concentrate on, like keeping your core tight. I see hmm. guys on the leg press just ballooning their guts. Yeah. Like, like when they go to push their guts, just balloon out and and they drive again you know they're not keeping their core tight when they're driving and that's huh. like i think that over time guys literally blow their waist out by not controlling their core when they're doing stuff like that you've seen you've seen what i mean think about power lifters they intentionally do that you know yeah they and intentionally then, do that you know and they do then end up end up with thicker waists yeah so um but you see guys like like bumstead deadlifting he's not he's keeping his core like i see him deadlift and there's nothing going on huh. in the gut you know what i mean yeah like he's it's just a different you just have to be conscious of what you're doing and then i think the food and the, the drugs and stuff play a big role yeah but doing broomstick twists now look at all the martial artists look at bruce lee they like a thousand sit-ups a day yeah you know it's um people need to train their waist i think people should be training their waist more i think i got away with not training my waist because i the way I trained put a lot of stress on my midsection and I didn't use a belt mm. for everything. So that probably helped. But I think that when you have a weak waist, that's when it distends more like guys that have distended abs on stage and all that stuff. I think their core is weak. Yeah. The, the last thing they should be doing is like, like I, I just, I still can't get behind the, the waist trainers. I'm just not a believer. Yeah. I don't think they do anything, but you yeah. know what I've heard people say that I, I know some people will be on it, but some people will say this and, the, and then I'm like, oh, OK, I get it. Some people will say if you use a waist trainer, it reminds me to hold my stomach in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, got, I hear you that, know. too. And it's like, OK, I guess I can get behind that. But I don't see it as like actually changing anything. Yeah, that's 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 what I mean. So there's if something gives someone a psychological benefit. Yeah or it triggers them to be conscious of something, then that's a benefit. Hmm. But it doesn't mean that the thing is magic or that it's doing anything on its own. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that just kind of is like, I think that's like a good way to sort of like, you know, what is it? Um, correlation doesn't equal causation, you know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I'm just not a, a believer that the, you know, I see people training with their waist trainers on super, super tight. And I just think that their core, that just tells me their core is super, super weak. Yeah, could be for sure. Like you're, you're, you're deactivating your core. Like it's turned off. You've put this cinch around your waist. You've turned off all those muscles. So at best, you'll help atrophy your core muscles. Right. Which might make your waist smaller. But I'm just not sure that that's a good chain reaction to start 
having yeah. a super weak core is never a good thing. I think you're right you about know? this, the whole, the blowing your stomach out thing. And I, I've seen, um, real skinny people, uh, who don't ever have to think about their stomach. They get into bodybuilding and they don't necessarily have the same core control as, you know, other people. I've seen that happen. Yeah. I've seen it in myself from, um, you know, having gotten sick and not being able to get like good air in, I started relaxing my stomach. So now that's something I'm personally working on because I would just like right. let it hang out, push the air out and belly breathe. And I noticed, I was like, huh, that's not looking the way I want it to. So it's something I'm yeah. personally yeah. working on. I, yeah. I think that towards the end of my com competitive years, when I did feel like my waist got bigger, I think that the body weight I was at and the amount of abdominal off-season bloat that I carried around huh. was the reason. Huh. You know, I, I sort of took it for granted that every single time I dieted down, my waist got super small and shredded. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, I'm just never going to have a problem. And just years went by and then there was no problem, no problem. And then all of a sudden, like one year, I was like, oh, I think my waist got a little bigger. And I was like, I guess that's eventually going to happen when you're just ramming food and just training so heavy. And but it took a long time, you know. But I think it was just pushing hard on all that stuff that made my waist bigger. I'm going to make a note right here because I feel like I want to add a picture in post production. Um, I feel like some of our listeners who maybe haven't seen your contest pictures might not realize, like, just that you really did have a very small waist. Um, and I think that it's kind of deceptive because of your size, like just sitting here watching you on the podcast right now, I'd be like, Oh, he's a really big dude. He's probably very, you know, rectangular shaped. I could imagine you would have a thicker waist than, than what you actually did. Like you had a very small waist, which is I think very unique for a guy, your height. Right. Yeah. That was like one of my advantages was that I had, you know, I had like, a uh, small waist, especially for my shoulder width. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of guys that had like bigger arms and all that stuff, but you know, I, yeah. uh, my, my V taper helped me a lot. So yeah, we can find some photos. I'll send you something. All right. Yeah, please do. All right. And I'll jump to the next one here. Um, this is from Risto, Risto Saul. He says, everyone says, that you should be making gains. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about this one. While on TRT, on a TRT dose, um, say you have reached your natural limit. Uh, now, how are you gonna uh, make significant gains with low doses? When in the first, when the first reason why you started gear was because you couldn't progress naturally. Well, he's got a good point. Like everyone says, you should, should still be making gains on HRT, but obviously that's going to come to like, you know, a limit eventually. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think, so I think when people say that stuff, what they're actually talking about is like off season post show, you know, like the new, th there's, there's a, uh, not a new thing, but it's like the old thing, but the, the, um, you know, the idea that, you know, I sort of like is to, you know, try to get as much out of your off season as you can on, on very little gear, but I wouldn't say HRT, you know, I'd say like, you know, you try to get the most you can out of 400 tests and then you go to 500 tests. Like you try to get the most you can out of that. Yeah. So I would replace HRT with 
low sensible doses of test. You should be able to make gains on low sensible doses of test, but HRT gains are eventually going to come to an end for most people eventually, especially if, if you've already run a bunch of cycles, there's not going to be a lot of room, but I mean, I don't know what to say. My best deadlift ever was on 16 weeks of cruising. Huh? No kidding. But I was actually, but I was actually trying to get a better deadlift okay. for the first time, first and only time. I huh. really actually tried to up my deadlift like purposely. Was that also the year that your waist was wider? Just curious if we have a correlation here. Um, no, it okay. was just, it was okay. a little bit before that. I felt like it was. Okay. What about, you know, I'll send I, you something here. I think that here's a thought. I think that, uh, so I think that first of all, I've heard a lot of people saying that on the podcast here recently on, on our various shows, we, we've talked about it on uh, Blood, Sweat, and Gear. Uh, I know Nate Spear had mentioned it. And we get some... Uh, oh, we got an ab shot here. Hold on a second. Let me bring this up. Oh, it came through very small, but I can blow that up. I, I, Your abs... Is that you? Yeah. I can't even hardly tell. In the, it's, a, it's a very small picture. Yeah. Your abs look peeled, but I still don't even think this is the best ab shot I've ever seen of you. Your abs are. Yeah, they, it's just one I had on my phone. Okay, they guys, I'm gonna get another one because you were like shoulder. It doesn't show the the shoulder to waist that I know. All right, just say another one. There, there's a good one. Yeah, that shows us how. Let's see if we can blow that up. That shows us, yeah, how small your waist really was. When was this? That would have been 2008. Okay. So it was one of the nationals that I did. Nice. So I was like 200 and I think it was 255 there. Nice. I was going to say, though, I feel like um, so we've had a lot of people say, you know, you got to be able to keep growing in the off season without without being on cycle. And I think um, we've gotten a lot of people who, who get upset, it seems, because we always get comments against that idea. I think one thing we have to remember is that when you're not on cycle, you're not going to grow as fast. You know, a lot of people are, haven't tapped out their genetic potential. I, I think, sure, if you have, then you're probably not going to be able to continue growing. But my thought would be is that if a natural guy can gain maybe a pound or two per year on like stage weight after he's been, you know, training for some time, that if we're, you know, if we're on TRT, a good, you know, dose of TRT, there's no reason we can't still progress. It's not going to look the same, yeah. though. You know, you're not going to gain yeah, like, yeah. 10 pounds on your back, you know while yeah, on TRT. Yeah. But the idea being that instead, it used to be that we would do a cycle, grow, and then we would end the cycle and then lose. Like at the very least, you should be staying the same and working your ass off and still eating and yeah. focusing. And I do think Trying that you can keep everything. growing, especially like I think he was a men's physique guy that commented. Men's yeah, physique, there's go so for many, it, dude, you know? There's so many factors. Like where are you on the spectrum of gains already? Yeah. You know? All right my soapbox around there you go what about smiling do you really get docked for not smiling i want to compete but i have no intention of forcing a goof goofy fake smile um i have really bad rbf though. resting bitch face oh okay i didn't thank you uh are they going to are they going to be cool with me giving them a death death stare um you don't get docked well it depends on what division you're in. 
are you bikini? If you're bikini and you don't smile, you're fucked. Yeah. You get judged on your presentation, head to toe, your hair, your makeup, everything. So you better be ready to fucking play the role if you're in that division. Men's Same physique, men's too. Physique. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's part of it. If you don't want to pretend, then you shouldn't even be on stage because it's literally an act. Yeah. It's a performance. Like, if you don't, yeah. Bodybuilding, you don't have to smile. Um, but I would highly recommend you fix your resting bitch face. I have a problem with resting bitch face. If you have resting bitch face and you know it, it's your problem and it's a hindrance to your life because it makes everyone who interacts with you question whether you really want to interact with them. Huh. And it's, it's, I've, I've talked about this. It's not actually a good thing. People brag about it. You hear girls go, well, I just have resting bitch face. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's going to cost you a lot. Huh. It's going to cost you relationships. It's going to cost you business. It's yeah. going to cost you all sorts of interactions with people. It's going to cost you financially. It's going to fucking cost you. It's not a good thing. Learn to be nice to people. Smile at people. Say hi. If you have resting bitch face, it's a fucking problem. There. How's my rant? It was good. It was good. Yeah. Stop it. People don't want to talk to you. I never you thought like about that. I always thought asshole. of it as like something you, I thought it was like something you couldn't control. But you're telling me that you can. You can take the power back. You're absolutely responsible for every single thing you do, say, and it put out into the world. It's yeah. your own fucking problem. Resting bitch face isn't a good thing. Try to fix it. I like it. There you go. That's good. I wasn't expecting Try to that. look like you want to be on stage. Try to win the crowd. Yeah. Jay Cutler said you win the crowd, you win the show. Yeah. If you look un- 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 like unimpressed and you, you don't look like you're trying, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, yeah. this guy's not even trying. He doesn't even look like he wants to be here. You got to be you engaged. You don't have to smile. Yeah. You don't have to fake a smile, but like be engaged you know do do what actors do <laughs> that's good you know that's good you're going out on stage put on a show in front of people make them want to watch you yeah sorry i didn't mean to get so triggered it's good i liked it i liked it <laughs> you know i totally didn't expect it either though <laughs> bothers me all right let's talk about some drugs yes how does 500 milligrams of Primo, 300 milligrams of test sound uh, per uh, pre-contest, uh, adding 40 milligrams of Anivar at six weeks out? How does 500 Primo, 300 test sound for pre-contest? Well, I mean, sounds fine. I mean, yeah, you know, sounds fine. It's not crazy lunatic doses. Um you know, I, if that was me, I'd probably be running 500 tests, 300 primo, but that's just how I always thought. People like um, the higher uh, DHTs now. That's like a thing. That's yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah, but they also have more. They also have terrible blood work when they're done, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that, <laughs> you know, remember DHTs. I think they're just fucking terrible for your cholesterol. Huh? I see it all the time. Why is my cholesterol so fucking bad? Well, you've been on primo for six fucking months. Yeah. You know, so you could be careful with that stuff, but that's a, that's a good cycle. Like the doses are totally, I mean, you're not even at a gram a gram a week. So it's like, thank God. Yeah. You know, you know, the Anavar will probably be a good kicker, you know, contest times, contest time. Got to look good. How about uh, Primo <laughs> or Masteron? 
because they're kind of similar. Yeah. yeah um, I guess technically Masteron's probably stronger milligram for milligram. I say you I might probably know more about that than me. You know what? All the all the stuff like the the anabolic ratios. Yeah. I, I learned all that years ago, and then I forgot it. And my thought is, is that yeah. I forgot it because it isn't something I've needed for the past ten years. You know, once you understand how compounds work, that's more important than knowing what something looks like on paper. But I do feel like Masteron is stronger than than Primabolin is. Yeah, it gives a more dramatic, drier effect. Well, Masteron also has an anti-estrogen property to it. Which yeah, is, I think you know, that Primo may mast in the name. You know, <laughs> I think Primo does as well. I think that will, okay. and I think you'll even get that from like Winstrel too, to an extent. But yeah, I'd go with the. Yeah. I asked. It was kind of a loaded question because I I knew what I would want to do, and I would want to do the Master on personally. Plus, I don't know. I just like I like Master on for contest prep. Yeah, people forget that drostanolone propanate or Masteron is an androgen and anabolic steroid medication which was initially designed to treat breast cancer in women but is now no longer marketed. And that's why it's called Masteron because, you know, mastectomy and all that mast oh. is the root word of all the breast stuff, right? Yeah. So Masteron was why it's called Masteron. It was initially used to treat breast cancer and the androgen effects were just too too much i guess so they discontinued it for that purpose huh but it was initially had an anti-estrogen effect which is i think why bodybuilders love it for contests so much and it makes sense on paper you know yeah what do what was your go-to compounds for contest prep well it's funny i sort of didn't so masteron my only interaction with real masteron was in the mid 90s it would have been like 97 for my first show. No kidding. I got my hands on 10 amps of Masteron from huh. Europe. Okay. I don't remember what the dose was. I think there were 100 milligram. That sounds amps. right. And I just threw them into my cycle. I only had, I had a bottle of Winstrol and some Sustanon amps. And it was a 30 mil bottle of Vet Winnie, the Upjohn oh. stuff, the good old days. So I had a 30 mil bottle of Winnie and I think I took, I think I took three mils a week for 10 weeks. That was my Winstrol. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the Sustanon, the Sustanon started earlier, like 15 weeks out. So I did five weeks of just test then I added the Winstrol. Yeah. And then I think I had 10 amps of Masteron. So I think I added like one every five days near the end. Yeah. I still have the book. I still have my log book. Do you really? Um, so anyways, that was the only Masteron interaction I ever had. And then I never saw Masteron again at all. Really? Until literally like, you know, the early 2000 or the like, you know, late 2000s, like 2007, 8, 9, underground Masteron started showing up everywhere. Yeah. And I never really bothered to use it. Huh. I don't think I used Masteron really for any of my shows. No kidding. But, but since then, Masteron like... You know, there's some underground labs that have really good reps around here, and there's some Masteron that's been fantastic. I mean, yeah. I've seen a lot of my clients and a lot of people use it, and it fucking, you know, was great. So, yeah, I sort of missed Masteron. 
yeah, I just caught the tail end of the real stuff and then it didn't really pop up again for a long time. So, I mean, you can do a contest prep with a lot of different compounds, obviously, and you could easily replace yeah, I, that with I loved what, winning. like, yeah, okay, yeah, Winstrel. Yeah, yeah. Winstrel was like, like, I made sure I had good Winnie for every show. I was okay. Like, okay, I need like at least the last like, you know, eight weeks or something, I need good Winnie. And that turned into Winnie tabs when good Winstrel was no longer a, f- 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 uh, f- you know, affordable or, or, or trustable. Yeah. You know, I never used any underground injectable Winnie. That so, was always any of the water-based stuff that was underground. I never, ever used that because the risk of infection to me was just too crazy. And the shots were always terrible and it just sucked. Yeah. So I just switched to oral Winstrol after the real stuff dried up. Would you put Winnie in front of trend for your own contest preps? Like as far as priorities go, if you had to pick one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably wrong for certain things. Yeah. Like maybe you it's come your, in bigger it's your, on trend. It's your prep, you know? Maybe you come in bigger on trend or whatever. But I'm just saying there's lots of shows I did with no trend, right? The early days. Yeah. But I used Winnie for almost all of them, except for the my poverty prep in 99. I didn't have any Winnie. What did you have for that one again? <laughs> Just Sustanon and a bottle of Clen. <laughs> and then my bu- a buddy gave me a handful of Halo tabs. Like, oh, yeah. like, like, like a handful of tabs, like 18 tabs, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I uh, I never took a lot of Halo, but I liked it a lot. And then right. I ended up getting this little bottle about like that big. These little tiny tablets came in it. And uh, I opened the bottle up. It was supposed to be like 50, which was like way more than I needed. And the bottle was filled to the brim. I was like, this isn't right. And I dumped it out and counted them. There was like 253 tablets. And it turned out the lab uh, measured them by weight. They would fill it and it would weigh a certain amount. And that's when they would know that that was heavy enough. And the, the machine wasn't calibrated. I found out because a guy I knew knew the source, and they just he sent a bunch of Winster Halo bottles out that were just like filled up to the brim, Fucking probably brim. Sp- spilling over, and then slapped that cap on. So I, I lucked out, got Perfect. like way more Halo than I ever needed in my life. It was Perfect. like a lifetime supply for three people. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, more Halo than you'd ever want. Right. Um, all right, let's see. It could have been like GH. That would have been better. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we. I wanted to say thank you to everybody because uh, Dusty couldn't remember. He was thinking of a natural sweetener, monk fruit. And these are just a few of the many, many people who uh, messaged us to tell us monk fruit. So thank you to everybody uh, who commented hey. to let us know. IFBB Pro. Corey, who is that? What was his name? Oh, IFBB Pro. See. Corey. Throw that back up. I just caught that. Corey, Corey Curtis. Curtis. Shout See? out to him. Thanks, man. And Kathy yeah, yeah. Jackson below him is an IFBB pro yes. as well. So there we go. There you go. All Damn. Right. Look at that. You got pros listening. I just think that's cool. I just think that's cool if there's pros listening. I agree. Okay. Um, have either of you guys experienced uh, immediately post-contest that certain foods taste differently? Example, after my last show... Uh, anything sugary did not taste very good. It was strange. Huh. 
So that's interesting. It makes me wonder um, if there's some psychological adjustment happening, which could be a good thing. Yeah. You know, like, you know, maybe they're just having aversion now to stuff that's super sweet because you're just not used to it. But that's actually good. You don't want to like, it might be healthier for you to not override that by bombing yourself with sugar. I'm like, you know, True. allow yourself to, and maybe it's good. Like, let yourself not eat as much sugar. There's nothing wrong with that. It's better for you. You get more you know? sensitive. There's that, you know, like your yeah. taste buds, I mean, you know, like if you don't eat carbs or you don't eat sugar and then you eat like an apple it's like oh my god this is the sweetest thing ever but if you're eating like pop tarts all the time it's just an apple Uh, yeah and uh, yeah and another thing is i i I don't really like i I think it is probably the bodybuilding and just being organized and all that stuff but like i don't really like messy food at all i have an aversion to messy food we learned that today yeah yeah but this is always in my life like if if and it's been worse since bodybuilding but like if if they're like, oh yeah, we're eating, and everyone's just like piling food and fucking eating with their hands and slopping everywhere, and there's napkins <laughs> everywhere. I'm just like, eh, I'm just gonna leave. Yeah, I just don't like, I just don't like messy food. I want to sit down, I want to eat, I want to be tidy. I want my plate to be clean when I'm done. I don't want to have like a bowl full of sauce left. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. so I just, yeah, I have an aversion to that. So I kind of, I'm sure some of that got worse from all the contest dieting, you know. I bet. Because you're eating such like, you know, I just don't like a ton of sh- sauce now. And I don't, you know, I always get sauce on the side and then I can do my own sauce, you know, one of those guys. Hey, I'll give you a There's pro people tip. watching that think I'm fucked up. That's okay. That's okay. We'll play it up. <laughs> um, I have a pro tip for you. Next time you eat tacos. I didn't know this, <clears throat> but uh, apparently Americans eat tacos wrong. And I guess what you're supposed to do is if you have the taco in your hand, we generally take that food and we bring it to our face. What you're supposed to do is bring your face to the taco. To the taco. Did you know that? It would totally make sense. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. That way you don't. Is it, so so it, the Mexicans are the ones that are, t- are laughing at the people who don't know that? Yes. Yes. I saw that on, um, on a cooking show once. So. That's funny. Right, so there is a taco place that. Like, I don't hate tacos. I don't want people to walk away thinking that. I'm just... Fuck this guy. There's a lot of things. <laughs> it's a lot of things ahead of tacos. But I recommend the pink taco. It's, <laughs> it's it, Well, it used to be at the Hard Rock in Vegas, but they've changed the Hard Rock now. It's Virgin Hotel. I don't know if the pink taco is still there. Oh, this is an actual but, taco um, place you're telling me about. Yeah, the pink okay. taco in Vegas. It's great. But I would always get the, like, build your own, like fajita thing so i could just pile the chicken and rice and do up the wrap and just those are know, good yeah gorge that stuff yeah yeah so i do that all right i had another important one but i i actually when you said pink taco i hit my keyboard laughing and now i lost all my questions it was a good one too uh related to hold on give me just a second here there's a smiling question um there's all those questions okay here it is um all right uh, okay, guys, here's an important one. When you take a gym pick, is it cheating to slightly adjust a few things before you post it? Maybe sharpen the image, adjust the contrast, highlights, or exposure? Uh, do whatever you want to your picture. You're a free man. 
You don't need to make any excuses for anybody. However, I do think that there is a huge problem with people deluding themselves by filtering the shit out of their pictures and then literally believing that that's how they look. Huh. And that's like a psychological, a deep psychological issue that has to have negative ramifications for them and society in general. If everyone walks around thinking they're way better than they actually are, that yeah. can't be good for that can't be good for society. You know, everyone thinks they're better than they actually are. That's just not a good, a good, a good road to be on. But um, yeah, I mean. That's why I tell people, don't worry about how people look on Instagram. Like I went through that. I remember the early days of Instagram, I'd see these other guys and they'd look so crazy. And I'd be like, fuck, that guy's going to be tough. And then I'd get to the show and he'd get like eighth. Yeah. And I'd be in the top two or whatever. And I'd be like, fuck, that guy looked crazy on Instagram. And I learned pretty early that it's just all, just assume it's all doctored and a little fake. Smoke and mirrors. And smoke and mirrors and just show up the day of the show looking the best you can. And I guarantee a bunch of those people won't look the way you expect them to look. And, um, you know, I don't filter any of my pictures. There's the only time that I feel that I can filter a picture is if I'm fine. If I find an old shitty picture and I want to post it like, Oh, I got a photograph of a photograph in the quality right? is low. Yeah, and maybe you just like brightness can make it like, oh, yeah. well, there's the picture. Like, yeah. or you just like move one dial and all the fucking glare kind of fades off. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's decent. Or maybe it's a little dark. So you brighten it and all of a sudden, like, you see like 80% more shit going on. And the guys beside you even look better. Yeah. So you're just trying to give a good picture. So if you go on, if you ever see me post like a, a, a picture of a picture, sometimes I'll. But then even that's on my story. So all you get is really those swipe filters that are just like, you know, Los Angeles, Abu Dhabi, you know, those, those Instagram <laughs> yeah, filters. That I would do. be all yeah. I'd be using. That'd be the only ones I'd be using on a story. I never go through the trouble of filtering in another app and then bringing it over. That's just way beyond my level of fucking caring. Yeah. Um, and if I and I think there might have been a couple times where I posted a photo and I might have adjust brightness or something, but I know everyone does sharpness. What is it? Sharpness and structure. Okay. If you move, but, but then, you know, they fucked with the photo because they move them all the way up and then everyone's face looks like stone. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. If you look well, at somebody's picture in there. Yeah. I, I don't you know. You can Ron. do something. You can do something like if you think you got to do something to a picture because the picture's shitty. Yeah. That you, I'm you know, down. Maybe with. it's a really, yeah, maybe it's a really cool picture. Like it's you and one of your buddies on stage flexing and you're like, fuck, the picture's just a little shit. Like, fine, fine. Make you and your buddy look better. That's cool. Yeah. But this whole portraying yourself or posting your update shit all filtered. If you're Here's doing my it, update. Have you ever gotten clients that have sent you update pictures that were filtered? Yes, I've dealt with that before. I'm like, dude, this isn't stop. helping you. Yeah. You know, and then I've, I've had clients that are obsessed with good lighting. Like they're like, oh, I've got to send you some pictures. For, uh, you know, I'm like, send me morning pictures. And they're like, no, I want to send you the pictures from the gym. I'm like, oh, no, just send yeah. me morning pictures. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, but the lighting in my house isn't good. And I'm like, that's okay. Like, yeah, we'll as long as it's bright enough, cool. you know, yeah, I just, yeah, 
I'm not. I don't care. You know, Andrew Barry has people use a ring light. Yeah, ideally, it's nice to. And I, know, I had never done that, but I'm thinking about it because think about this, Ron. Where do the pictures get the worst? Like you can get somebody, everybody, their pictures are great. Every time they check in, they're consistent. And then guess what? They go to the show and they're in the hotel and like the lighting sucks and they're trying to use the bathroom and now it's yellow and shitty and you can't even make yeah, out the yeah, detail. Yeah, yeah. If they had a ring light, it would be the same as when they were at home, you know? So yeah, I could see point. a benefit. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. All right. Well, we had a few. Actually, you know what, Ron? I think we just about powered through these. We got a couple more here. Let's see what else we got. Um, <clears throat> two questions. Uh, thoughts on using EQ during prep and when to pull it out if you do. Also, I noticed Mutant has a coconut cream isolate, uh, which coconut cream is my favorite flavor uh, of another brand. I was wondering what are your thoughts, what your thoughts were on this Mutant flavor if you've tried it. Thanks for the great content. So um, I used EQ for several shows. Um, I, I, I never... I. I was fine with it. Um, I never had problems with it. EQ was like in. one of my favorite drugs. Yeah, all the way to the show. Yeah. I used it several times. And that was sometimes just because like, you look great. Yeah, Everything's going good. And you're eight weeks out. Do you have to pull your EQ and switch to something else just because everyone says so? I just, ah, whatever. It's in, you know. And also too, everybody, don't underestimate when you have a good drug. Like, you're going to take out some awesome EQ for some primo you've never used before and it That's might be point. shit yeah. right so like we, we've talked about this before like if you look great and the prep's going good and you're losing fat and your pictures are getting better and you're not like having side effects or like i never had any side effects from eq ever I never had gyno never had problems with it ever yeah so don't take it out you don't have to follow all these voodoo rules just because you know people you know read oh it's eight weeks out i gotta drop this and drop that sometimes i just tell people like ah fuck cruise on you know and i imagine chris would have said the same thing if he was working with you at the time of those yeah. shows like if if you were looking good at a month out with eq he'd just leave it I, yeah i assume he, he he did i remember one time he said he's like well you know why would we pull that out maybe that's why you're still getting good pumps on low carbs like who fucking knows just yeah don't change anything yeah. you know so yeah this smart guy i would love I to get him back on here man he's such a he, cool he wants guy. to come back on does he he actually texted me yeah he texted me um just last week and he was like hey do you guys need you know another another guest that half the people hate or something like that <laughs> i can't remember what he wrote and i was like yeah yeah we're always up for you you know man i gotta tell you and i mentioned it before i think but he's like one of the guests that i've been the proudest to have on our shows honestly yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah. He's yeah. That, like to me, he's that good of a guest. So I, I, I'm yeah. a big super. I'm a super fan. That'll freak him out if I told yeah. him that. Hey, Chris, I'm a super he, fan. He uh, he sent me uh, a picture of a dude a little while ago. With some just some one of his fucking crazy shredded guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And he and he he just uh, you know he's always got the funny like making fun of himself sort of thing. Yeah, of course. And he goes, and he goes, I don't even know this guy's macros. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't know anybody's macros. You don't need, you don't need to know macros after you've got it rolling, right? He's like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I had a client ask me the other day, they're like, how many calories am I on? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, 
well, if you had to guess, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just and I just pulled his diet diet up on it on my phone, and I just looked at it, and I go, no, I don't know, but I just know like that's how much food you're on. Yeah. And if we need to reduce it, we can just reduce that. That's the way I do it too. You know. You know, it starts to look too low. I'll count it. Yeah. And just see where we're at. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, oh, in the the other question, the coconut cream flavor. Oh yeah, the cream. coconut cream. I haven't tried that. So. Yeah, all, all the all all the flavors are awesome. All the isosurge flavors are awesome. Um, so what I like to do is a scoop and a half of chocolate, and then a half a scoop of coconut cream, and you get a bounty bar shake. Ooh, that's nice. I'm just like saying. That. All right, that's a great idea. That is good. We got a couple yeah, more here. Sometimes. Also, I okay. had to tell you too. Um, I had several people tell me that they really enjoyed the show while I was out in England. And I, I think that's extra cool to have been literally like halfway around the world and have people say, oh, man, I love it. it's just bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would add people come up to you and mention it. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. You no, know, that's pretty cool. Plus, you have all the other podcasts. So let me ask you this. Yeah. What's the of, of all the stuff you've done? Is, is it's just bodybuilding the one that people mention the most? It's a mix. Because some people yeah, really enjoy so the entertainment, podcasts. you know, some people really enjoy yeah. the entertainment and other people are like, Hey, I like all the steroid talk on drugs and stuff. And that's what they're into, right, right. you know? And then there's other yeah, people. Yeah. So like, what was your, what was your blend on this trip? It was all of them really. Like it really was. And especially too, got to remember too, cause Dave is from England. So oh, yeah. a lot of people knew Dave and a lot of people discovered the podcast because like they were from England, they knew who Dave was. And that's how they found it. But we also had Jordan Peters on Advices Radio for like the first year. So people knew. Yeah, you had the, lots of exposure. There. The channel through that. Yeah. But it was kind yeah. of before Jordan was really big either. So there was that. But right. um, but yeah, it was like early Jordan, you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was a mix. And then some people like um, some people like the science from Scott Stevenson. That, and and that's like a very particular person who's like, I just like to learn for the sake of learning science, even if they're never going to apply it. And then some people right. like blood, sweat, and gear because it's just like you're just talking to coaches about bodybuilding questions, and that's it, you know. Yeah. And, and Skip can say something retarded sometimes, which is also fun. So, yeah. But it was it was a blend. But yeah, there were a lot of people who said that they really enjoyed this particular podcast. So, shout out to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Okay. Got a couple more, and I thought of it because I, I saw the beginning of this guy's comment. He said, uh, "Been a fan of it's just bodybuilding since 2020." Um, I've gone from three. Oh, it's just a comment. And I wanted to share it here. He says, I've gone from a 360 pound fat tub of mess to 237 pounds. I'm six, two natty, 31 years old, uh, trying to get sub 200 dusty and Ron have, have been, uh, two of my, uh, many dozens of people I looked towards, uh, for advice and education on training and dieting, and he just wanted to say thanks. His name is Eric Metz. Oh, so shout out to him. Great, great to hear that. It's uh, it, it's. I was just talking about this the other day that, like, when people say that they got something out of this, yeah, that's the coolest thing. Like, yeah. first of all, even if they just have a laugh, like, that's awesome. If someone listens to our show and they have a laugh, I'm like, that's fucking cool. You know they listen to our show and they enjoy a story or they relate to something it's all great but when people like you know feel like they get something out of it 
that's Agreed. like the, like it makes them want to get up and go work harder for some reason that's just the craziest concept to me that 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 you know we can help people do that and i mean i've talked to other people about like i've talked to other podcasters about this you know like i mean fuad and i had a discussion about this when we saw each other at the arnold you know i was just telling him i'm like you must just be overwhelmed because his numbers are so crazy right yeah I'm like, you must just be overwhelmed with this shit. And he's, he was, and then we just had this conversation about how, you know, some of the messages you get and, you know, we get all the same messages. He probably just gets 10 times as many. Right. We, right. We, we get all the same. They're all the same. Like, and most you know, of them from the same people too, because we have a lot yeah, of crossover a lot of the with people, them. Yeah. A lot of crossovers. Right. So we, we get all the same messages and, and, um, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, I, I have to, I'm not going to say his name. I was, you know, I don't want to, you know, bring his name out but i had this one um one guy who listens to the show and he messaged me and he was he's going through like a real rough period his wife just left him oh, and geez. all that stuff and he's got a lot of money so now she's you know coming for the money and oh, like, you know it's turned it then and she was way ahead of him so she's all planned out right mm. um you know he got like blindsided and he's just having a tough time and uh so he he was messaging me and just saying you know like you know, all the kind of positive sort of like, you know, everything's going to be better that we kind of, we kind of put that vibe out on the show, you know? Yeah. And uh, he just, he just said that that really helped. So that was really cool. You know, that's cool. Yeah. I feel like it's important, man, to, to, that we, that we use the podcast to be able to put that out there. You know what I mean? Because I think we, the, the world needs some happier stuff. Like people have said to us, like, you guys need to use your, podcast as a tool to talk about what's going on with the government and i'm like yeah like you get enough you can go directly to find that in other places and we'll you know yeah. we'll talk about stuff at times but the reality is i feel like i want to try to add something positive to the world and make people feel a little little happier you know the reality of the of the situation is there's the odd time i'll talk about politics but i really try to not talk about it I really try not to, and I, I try to not think about it. I, I've even reduced the amount of attention I'm paying to it. Mm. You know, there's only so much toxic nonsense I can handle. And I think COVID kind of peaked me out. I think I was more political than I'd ever been during COVID. And, and I saw what happened to a lot of the people that I'm friends with. They got like extraordinarily political. Yeah. And I just like, ah, I just, I just don't want to, be like that i don't want to use my podcast to talk about the shit that i don't even want to talk about in my normal life right you know you know just yeah that's where i'm at on that one all right i have one more really important question i actually pulled this out from the archives because i never we never answered it ephedrine is it ephedrine or ephedrine discuss I guess I sometimes say both. That's funny. I wonder That's, if it depends on who I'm talking to. I guess generally I say ephedrine. Me, yeah, or, or I might even say ephedrine sometimes. Oh, really? See, I think I think the Aussies say ephedrine. Ephedrine. Is that the Aussies? Aussies can correct me. I know Aussies have a couple of funny words. Like we say aluminum and they say aluminium. They do that in England too. Yeah. Aluminium. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like aluminium. Yeah. 
I made. I built an aluminium shed in the backyard. A who? And you're like, what? I feel Aluminum. like ephedrine <laughs> sounds classier. Ephedrine. 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 Yeah, I guess I, I say ephedrine or ephedrine. Ephedrine. But the dream part, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's an American thing. See, and this is coming from Matt Marshall. And yeah. for those who don't know Matt Marshall, this is like one of the smartest people I know. He's literally a member of Mensa. So he's like a he's a certified genius. So yeah, it's funny. We should be asking. Us. I think we should be asking him. Well, it makes me wonder, like, if if he doesn't know the answer, then maybe it's one of the great unsolved mysteries, <laughs> or he's just testing us to see how dumb we are. I've worked with Matt for he's a a, a client of mine. I've worked with him for probably like I'm gonna say four four five years now, something like that. He came up to visit you. At the well, visit yeah, the gym. He came gym. up to yeah. yeah he was like, "I'm going to make a pilgrimage early on." Great like, guy. Early in uh, the yeah, West Coast, Iron. Like before COVID. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was good to see him. I remember when he walked in the door. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he'd been listening to you since well before this podcast. Like he listened oh, to the Project Bodybuilders. Body yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's all we got here. That was it. Oh. Okay. Well, we want this to be a good... I, I got a few questions here. All right. Let me just find them. They were solid. Okay. Um, gone are the days of 40-minute podcast, guys. So I like this. This question was good. Okay. At, at what age... Should a person stop trying to use or learn new lingo? Ooh. Did you realize that the term boomer came back? It's a very popular word now. Popular enough yeah, that well, it I used, know it, it, you know. They used to say baby boomer, but then it got shortened. Just a boomer, and that's anybody, I think, who's older, you know. Not directly the yeah. baby boomer, boomer generation. Yeah, yeah. Are we too old to say boomer? I think that's so. a funny thing is there's also a, someone else said to me the other day, I said something like, um, you know, I wasn't sure about something. Yeah. So I said, ah, I don't know. That's pretty sus. Yeah. And, and they looked at me and they go, Oh, you're using all the new, new terms. <laughs> oh. And I go, what? And they go, sus. That's, isn't that one of the things the kids are saying now? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's like an Australian thing I got in the 90s. Oh, no kidding. My buddies would be like, oh, yeah, you know, I smoked some weed, but it was kind of sus. I don't know what was in it, you know, like, yeah, like suspect, you know, suspicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't hear that and, one. Uh, I, don't, I, guess, yeah, but I don't follow the I don't lingo if, either. I don't know if that one is suddenly being used again, but this person seemed to think it was. So I was like, oh, I don't know. That's me. That's old. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't I, pay um, attention personally though to that like the yeah. new like you know i i wouldn't i'm at a point where i don't try to work that stuff in you know what i mean well i mean a lot of the new terms are are made up words that don't even have meanings yeah they refuse to define them it's like well how can we use these words if they don't have meanings um but uh as far as i mean i'd say that the last new term what's the last new term that you used it'd have to be social media related yeah, I mean anything like that would shorten. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I can't even think of it. Because if I used it, then it was just part of my regular daily thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't go out of my way. I, I remember I had this buddy one time. And, like, he went away traveling somewhere. Yeah. And then he came back. Have you ever had a friend do that? And they come back with, like, a new word. And they constantly use it. And it stands out as so weird. Because you're like, what's this new, new word you picked up? I told Victoria, I was like, what if I came back from England and I just started saying cheers and stuff like that all the time. And acting like it was just my thing, you know? <laughs> That's so funny because I say cheers all the time. Some people can do it. I got that from Australia. Yeah, some people can do it. In, you and you yeah. spent enough time there. Like I was gone for a week, and then I come back with yeah. like if I came back with like an accent, you know. I actually caught myself the other day. I so I lived in Australia for two years in the nineties. It was a okay. long time ago. Yeah, but there's a few things like I still use the word sus, like suspect, and and then I say cheers. I'm like oh, like I sign my emails. I'm like cheers, cheers. You know? See you Some people can get away with and, that, and I say to people I'll be like oh, yeah, I am out. Cheers. See you guys. Yeah. You know, like that's, I'll say that. Um, and, uh, and then the other day I saw a friend of mine and I was like, Oh, how are you going? Like, how you doing? How you going? And I realized, yeah. And I realized I said, how you going? And I'm like, Oh, that's so Australian. I can't believe that oh. just came out of my mouth. Like what? Yeah. I was rattling around and it just somehow got chosen to come out of my mouth at that moment. But I haven't said how you going in a while, you know? Yeah. I I've picked up some stuff cause I talk with Dave Crossland a lot where I'll say yeah. things like spot on, you know, for instance, that's that's yeah. one term that's very English. And I'll say that was spot on or just certain things that I'll say um, that, that are not from here. I know I picked up from him, but I don't mean to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I that's I a good question, though. Yeah. I think there's a point, you know, like Bill Burr has that bit where he talks about as soon as you have kids, the bubble forms. <laughs> and now you're and now you're in that bubble because you're busy with the kids. Yeah. So nothing new penetrates. You don't pick up any new music, any new lingo, any like nothing. You're wearing the same clothes. <laughs> he says, and then 18 years later the kids leave the house and you're still putting on your old records. He's like making fun of himself. And I just I think that that is the, probably a bubble for everybody. Like when you hit a certain age, you're just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And you're like, this is me now. These are the words I use and the music I listen to. <laughs> Did you see? I, I think it was Bill Burr. I I don't really watch a lot of TV, but being on a plane, two trips that were like, you know, a decade long, um, I watched some of their TV shows. F is for family. Have you seen that show? Is that, yeah. That's yeah, Bill I've seen Burr? the first two seasons. Okay. Yeah. I watched like six episodes in a row. It was a good show. I like that. He said it's based on his childhood. I can see that. Like, yeah, that's because he's he kind of based the younger the younger boy as him, right? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. 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 It's just it's 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 funny. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty well done. So he, the, I remember someone asked him, they're like, "Why? Like, why did you do a cartoon?" And he's he's like, "Oh, a live action is my nightmare." <laughs> he's like, he's like a sitcom is like a boat. It's great to be on someone else's, but you don't want to have your own. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And so he said when they talked to him, talked to him about doing a sitcom, he's like, I'll only do it if it's voice only. Okay. I don't want to act. I don't want to act it. We don't yeah. want it to go through all that. It's fucking way easier to do animated. I liked it. I like that show. Yeah. It's funny. I watched that. And then have you seen the, the, the finale of stranger things yet? 
So I only did season one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I know. I had a few people lately ask me about this. I think it's because they just had Metallica on there, right? I didn't they just see had Master yeah, of Puppets on there. Yeah, and I didn't see the end yet, so I'm not sure exactly what okay. happens. But yeah, I remember a couple of my friends were upset because don't tell me they use Master. Okay, no, I guess okay. they they use the song. They use the song Master of Puppets. But I have friends that are extremely sensitive Metallica fans. And technically, it's chronologically incorrect because the year of the show at this point Ooh. is only like 1985 okay. or whatever. Yeah, and Master of Puppets came out in 86 and it didn't really chart till 87. So they're like, they should have used Ride the Lightning. Oh my God. Fuck. Yeah. How could these guys do that? Master of Puppets wasn't out yet. This is not chronologically correct. Oh my God. Very yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. And then plus they're also upset because a lot of fans feel like Ride the Lightning doesn't get enough love. It's a fantastic <laughs> album. Yeah, it is. Everyone skips Ride the Lightning, these fucks. It's a good album. <laughs> you know? Yeah. First world problems. That goes in the first world problem file. I'm surprised you haven't watched you know. that though, being that you enjoy a good show. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked season one. We just got busy. I don't know. Yeah. I got this other show I have to start because a friend of mine called me. Like what? What I show? have a couple I have a couple of very trusted friends and, and this one of my friends, Zach, he contacts me and uh he's he he just says, Have you seen Severance? Severance, huh? I'm like, no. And he's like, it's it's all you, buddy. Click. And that's all you got. Click. He just calls out of here. Tells yeah. you that. Yeah. Severance. Yeah. So it was funny because then I'm driving listening to um lithium Sirius satellite radio lithium the other day. Okay. And you know, they hardly talk on the you know, they they're it's you know, nonstop radio. But the whoever's show it was, a DJ at the time, she comes on and she's like, you know, just wrapped severance or whatever. Huh. And said it was fucking awesome. Okay. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta give it a watch. Huh. I'll just show everybody the poster. Ooh. Huh. So it looked interesting. I also watched so we'll several episodes of The Office on the plane, and then I got to watch it on the way back too. I forgot how good that show was. Yeah, I. You know what? I I still want to make myself watch the whole thing. Okay. Because there's a bunch of a bunch of office I missed, especially towards the end. Okay. Um, but like first four or five seasons, I think I've seen them all. Um, I think that you know, was the best heavy... personally. Oh, the dinner party episode. Dinner party. Where episode. Michael and Jan have everybody over for dinner. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, it's the it's fucking it's possibly one of the greatest television episodes of any show ever done <laughs> that good it's to you huh a, it, it, no it is and a lot of office fans think it might be the greatest episode ever no kidding um but there's just so many there's just it, it's so much to unpack there's so huh. much going on yeah it's fantastic because you know it's just the comedy of michael and jan like everyone coming into their home and seeing how they live yeah and there's just so many funny moments in that show where you're just like, holy fuck, you know, it's pretty funny. And every character in that show is good. You know, like even the characters that don't have it, like Creed, he doesn't have a big part, but when he's there, you know, or Meredith, they're, like, they're, they've always you've got seen, something. Oh, 
Have you seen what Creed has been doing? No. The actor who plays Creed? Uh-uh. So there's like a running joke in the office that there's, I can't remember the Scrant, the Scranton Strangler. Isn't yeah. they like a serial killer? Yeah, yeah. And it, they and they never get caught, right? I thought they, I and, thought that he did because I was watching some of those episodes and um, Toby was on the, um, I don't know what ends up happening, but Toby was on the right. the, um, the jury. The jury. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that guy gets off. Okay. But anyways, there's, because the actor who plays, um, sorry, who are we just talking Creed. about? Which, Creed. Uh, uh, Creed. The actor who plays Creed just put out like a few videos where He's like, um, you know, the guy arrested for being the strangler has been acquitted. And then it shows him like leaving his house. He's like, like, <laughs> so he's, and he's walking down the street, like he's all cool, putting his shades on. Yeah. So he's like hinting that he's the strangler, oh, you know? Man. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. He's keeping the joke going. You That's know? cool. Yeah. That was such a good yeah. show though. I forgot how good that was until I had nothing else to do, but sit there for, you know, nine hours at a time. I love how Creed's backstory is that he used to be a bass player. Yeah, I didn't band. know that. And he actually was a bass player in a band. Oh, no kidding. Life. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny. They like use certain things from people's real lives as their backstory. Huh. You know. Okay. I guess it's my turn for one more. Yeah, what do you got, man? You got you got some more of those Instagram questions you were saving, huh? I do. By the way, I, I should I have probably said this earlier. Uh if you guys want to take part in the next show, then comment. We'd be happy to take your questions next time around. Dun, 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 dun. We didn't phone Dusty. We didn't. We didn't. We you, was there a point that we you think we needed to? No, but maybe. You know, there were, maybe see, I'll we, just call him. Yeah, I'm we should maybe. Him. But that question we had for you, uh, that was something we the show couldn't have gone on. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, let's see if he even answers. Hello? What's going on, buddy? Tell him he's on the show. Not much. We're getting situated in our room in the middle of nowhere. What's the word? You're, uh, you're on live. We just thought we'd call and say hi. We're just about to wrap the show, but we, we just missed you so much. Well, then I won't say fuck or anything like that. Yes. <laughs> we figured... There you go. Good yes, man. The main Good character man. in your own in your own life. <laughs> well, so f- yeah, so far it's going really good. We just thought uh, we were wondering if you were sitting on a beach with a like a margarita or what exactly was going on. Where are you? What's what's going on? Hello. Can you hear me? Uh oh. We lost Uh-oh. him. Uh oh. It's it sounded like he was we safe, lost at him. least. I hope so. I think I, I think so. Judging he didn't just the, get kidnapped, did he? Yeah, judging by well, maybe he did literally on the phone. <laughs> There's a bag over his head right now. Yeah. He's getting drug out of his hotel room. It could be a good uh you know, a good like um continuation. Stay tuned to find That's out what happened the to Dusty. Perfect cliffhanger. Yeah, what happened to Dusty? I'm gonna have to stay tuned to see if Dusty's on next week's show. <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, Scott, uh, give us a rundown. Um, you're glad to be home. Everything's back to normal. You've recovered from your trip. 
Yes. It's it's anything it's interesting to come back. Uh the the time right. difference, you know, but it, yeah, good, good. The time difference coming back is way worse. I fi- I find. Yeah. Yeah. I'll need time to reflect on that, I think, cuz I'm still right. kind of in it, you know. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week with Dusty and we'll double episode it. Sounds good. So we'll be good to go. So thanks for everything. And remember, everybody, YouTube questions get prioritized. And then I'll be doing another Instagram. And so will Dusty. And what else we got to tell these people? Like, share, subscribe, comment. And ring the bell. There we go. That wasn't as good as Dusty. No, no, the timing was great. Timing was great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was perfect. There's supposed to be a bit of a delay on that. Yeah. It's like a drummer who's just behind the beat a little. (laughs) You know? He's perfect. Okay. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. See you guys.